0: Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Please join us as the Coalition for the Remembrance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad celebrates his 35th annual Founders Day, Sunday, March 6, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. As the Archives for the Remembrance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Crow is committed to the Black community and ensuring our voices are heard through Crow TV. Come support 35 years of this important work on Sunday, March 6. Masks are required for entry. Call Crow for details at 773-925-1600. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, You'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Ajina Mashira. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Ajina Mashira. So excited about today's episode. We're in we're still in the month of February, which is the month of love as well as Black History Month. Um, but I have the pleasure of having another one of my fellow Morgan Park Mustang MPI alums um, as a guest today, Miss Marquise Holyfield, who is an author, um, and we're going to talk about her brand new book, but in addition to being an author, she has a bachelor's in English literature from my other alma mater, the University of Illinois at Chicago, and she also has her master's in education and counseling from DePaul University, and she works in higher education administration, so we have so much in common. We've been knowing each other for well over 30 years. Yeah, (laughs) we're getting old. (laughs) I know. But we're getting better. Oh, look at though. That's right. That's right. So welcome to Light It Up, Marquise. How are you? good
1: thank you for having me
0: thank you for joining me we got some interesting stuff that we've got to talk about um today so you have a new book which I am so sorry that I couldn't be at the release it was just a, just a crazy time we
1: had, but we had a, we had literally a phenomenal time um, yeah it was good the book release was different from anything that most people would do um we um most people read an excerpt out of the book but because my book is a journal yeah. we did an excerpt from the book and then people answered one of the journaling questions and then we opened up for conversation and panel discussion and we had to hurry up and get people up. we had to get people out of there because they didn't want to
0: leave <laughs> See, i like that i like that and then okay so i guess before we jump into it because we got to tell people the name of this book yeah dating versus hooking up. Why is it important to date a personal journey and journal? So uh, dating versus hooking up, ma'am, <laughs> where did this come from? Because you are, so you are single now. You were yes. married for 25 years yes 25 years I was married mm-hmm. that's a long time very long time <laughs> you were married for 25 years you are now divorced and I am quite sure that the dating scene is a lot different from when you were married so how old were you when you got married I was right out of high school so um I was literally right
1: out of high school so yeah the dating scene in 25 years has drastically changed from what I remember and in some ways it's like oh my lord what are
0: are we doing Mm -hmm. very much so um so why don't you yeah why don't you kind of walk us through that because after being married for 25 years and you mentioned you got married right after high school so really you didn't have a lot of experience with dating exactly so that's the crazy part about why this book even came
1: into play like the crazy part was so yeah so I literally got married out of high school so outside of the few you know high school boyfriends it really wasn't a whole lot of dating Mm -hmm. and how this book actually came about was I was on the phone with another um, Morgan Park alum this was about seven and a half years ago mm-hmm. um Deborah Anthony we were talking about something we were talking about relationships oh Deborah that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I know Deborah
1: <laughs> you know Deborah so I, we was on the phone we were talking about relationships and at that time um we were all doing the non-profit for uh, young women called Chosen Daughters of Destiny so we mentored young women and we talked about love and relationships and so we were talking about it and as we were talking, the thought is just like, you know, I'm really big on faith. And so it was just like, God just dropped this in my spirit. It was just like, you're gonna write a book. And I was like, write a book? What? And then when he gave me the title, I laughed. I said, God, you got jokes. <laughs> I was like, I'm married. How does married woman write right about dating and we didn't really do this.
0: Okay. So you came up with this while you were still married to your husband? Yes. yes.
1: I was literally still married. And so I was like, this is crazy. And I was like, okay, God, if you really want me to write this, you're going to help me the latest out. And so what ended up happening was um, I started doing some reflecting and then he gave me the eight questions that you have to answer in the book. And then he asked me to do, he told me, he said, do interviews. So my characters are actually real life people with different names, right? So over the course of like a year and a half, I went from, um, the characters in the book are from ages 18 to 40. Okay. Um, and so I went through and just started asking these eight questions. So some people I emailed, some people I, um, interviewed personally, uh, a lot of friends, colleagues, family, and so forth, just to get a really good vibe of what it is. And then some people, um, just gave me a lot of quotes. So like in the beginning of the book, you'll see some quotations and stuff. So we just gathered. And so it took me a while to kind of write everybody's stuff down, transcript it and put it together. And then I'm going to be honest, we procrastinated for a little bit. (laughs) And we sat on it. Um, Life took over and a lot of different things happened. And it was literally a year out of the divorce. So I got divorced in 2019. Um, So after being married for 25 years, we got divorced in then a year out of the divorce it was like I started to revisit this and I was just like okay and I think most of it was because a I was divorced I was like okay trying to heal from the divorce but also realizing that oh I gotta actually do this thing dating thing again yeah. cause everybody kept, you know everybody kept asking me well would you get married again and I said yes I said I didn't get divorced because I didn't believe the sanctity of marriage I got divorced because the situation I was in wasn't ideal for me at the time Mm -hmm. and I said so because of that I needed to grow and develop and so forth and because we got married young I didn't get to experience by the time we grew up together that makes sense and then so by the time I figured who I really was you know, it was kind of like who I was and who he was used to were two very different people. And we were just having a hard time being able to, you know, work together. And so hence the book was birth.
0: (laughs) So let me just, I kind of want to press you just a little bit on the, from the standpoint that you both were young when you got married and you mentioned that you all, you know, grew up together, but although you grew up together in your marriage, do you feel like in some ways, um, that you weren't growing at the same pace or in the same direction, so to speak, because you kind of alluded to the woman that you were when he married was not, not the same as you, you know, had evolved and experienced life. I
1: mean, and that part is true. Like when, um, like I said, I was right out of high school. So freshly, you know, because we grad, I graduated a year early. So we're looking at like 17, 18 years old, right out of high school, getting married. And then we immediately started a family. And so I went from one day being a typical teenage girl to a wife and a mother and a full-time college student within, you know, six months. And so it was kind of one of those like, oh, so I had to grow up very fast and take on a lot of adult responsibilities without having the opportunity to grow and develop myself. And so one of the things I talk about in the book, um, because my chapter is the final chapter in the book. And I talk a lot about how, if I had the opportunity to really reflect on my own questions, things probably would have been different in the marriage. I don't know if we would have gotten married. That's, you know, that's a valid thing because at the time we were so very so very different as years have grown, we, we kind of, I don't want to say grew apart, but it was like, I grew into wanting to do a lot of different things that he didn't quite want to do. And then we kept, we had issues of not really trying to see eye to eye in that. And so who I am when I wrote this book um, was very different to who I was when I edited because <laughs> we edited, you know, right about a year ago and so we added some different pieces that wasn't originally in the book when I first wrote it Mm -hmm. and then um and like I said the woman I was when I married him was different to the woman I am today after being divorced for three years so
0: so based upon your your current experience since you've been divorced now for almost almost three years Mm -hmm. how has dating been for you like what was your first experience when you when you started dating and how long after your divorce did you start dating
1: well it was probably about six months after i got divorced i started to date and it was nothing like what i thought this was gonna be i'm still working off you know 25 years ago yes and and it's so funny everybody warned me they was like girl it's just i think my first thing was and I think it's still my pet peeve, is, is frustration is the indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I talk about this a lot in the book. Why pursue somebody when you know you not, that's not what you want to do? Like, find out if they do you want to have a good time, girl. Do you just want to hang out, girl, or are you looking for a relationship, girl? Don't be trying to figure. You know, it's just like don't be figuring it out. Mm-hmm along with me that's just frustrating to me because it's like know what you want so that you're not wasting my time or your time and I think that's I think that's the difference about me dating now as a woman in her 40s I don't want my time wasted um and I really don't want my like I said my time wasted but I also don't want my um my intellect wasted too it's just like I don't want to keep putting stuff and pouring something into a person and you have no desire whatsoever to take this beyond oh we may go on one or two dates now i understand that dating is the process to get to know each other figure out if you want to be in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. but it's like you went into this knowingly you didn't want more than just one date. why are you like why are you three months of pursuing me right <laughs> to do it it's just like annoying so yeah it's nothing like what I, th- what I thought or what I was used to, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of playing games and, uh, I have been told that I am very direct and straightforward and, um, the, uh, the men have said, I don't know, you a little intimidating. And to me, that's frustrating to hear. Cause it's like, as a black woman, you hear this all the time when you, yes. you know, you are, uh highly educated, you own your own stuff, you're not looking for nobody to take care of you is one thing for you to say, I need you to be my covering if we get to that point. But I don't need nobody to, I don't need you to take care of me. Now granted I was married for 25 years. Do I like being taken care of? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I found that some things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But um I don't need anybody to take care of me. You know, I would like for someone to you know be in partnership with me. But it's just like, really, make up your mind what it is that you want to do. Um, it's like I said, the most frustrating thing. I think I remember the first person I started to date. We had known each other from back in the way, and we started this relationship, and we started to talk and so forth. And then you know, the person was very forward about like, um,
0: very forward sexually, and I'm like, oh, oh, how? What? Like, I don't even know you like. So let me ask you this though, with, with dating. So the, the person that you dated, um, is someone that you knew from your past. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that had you tried to date someone just, you know, new or that you have been introduced to, I don't know if you ever tried online dating or, or what have you, but do you think that because he was from your past? For him, there was a level of familiarity, which may have, I guess, um, could potentially, I don't know the man, address (laughs) why he felt so comfortable with being so forward with you on certain topics that ordinarily, if you were getting to know somebody, you know, maybe those types of conversations would come later.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe you're right. That, that that could have been the case with that person because it was someone else I dated later mm-hmm. uh, who we actually met through a mutual friend at a work conference. You know, they were we were at a higher education conference in L.A. a couple of years ago, and um, we had met and introduced ourselves. And so it started off as business um, something that he did professionally. He wanted me to, you know, to do something with my institution and what he was doing. And before I know it, it went from professional to us going out. And I was like, oh, and it was interesting because that was the first time I realized, yeah, cause he wasn't as forward, mm-hmm. but very much so a gentleman. And that's what I was like surprised on. Cause I was like, Oh, this actually still, shivery still exists because it was funny. I remember we were, um, we went to our first date, we went to lunch and we were downtown and I was walking and I kept walking on the outside of the street.
0: Mm. And he kept moving around me. Girl, now you were married for 25 years. You know, you were not supposed to be walking on the outside. But honestly, I don't even remember having
1: that when I was married. I'm not saying you didn't do okay. it because gotcha. you know I'd be lying. Right. Like, I'm not. I won't. You know, I won't say that that didn't happen. But I don't remember it, and it was very striking because he was very particular. Because every time I would walk, I would just be walking. And we was walking and talking, and he had to stop me three times. He was like, "Look, because you stop doing it," and I was like, "I'm sorry. It's un. It was an unconsciously." Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things. I was like, "Huh, interesting." And, um, you know, it was great conversation and so forth. So yeah, it was just interesting. So you're right. So probably the first six months was a little bit more, you know, yeah. because too familiar after that, it was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked this up that way.
0: So in your book, you talk about, you have uh, these questions. What are you looking for in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, And then you go into asking the question, like, what is hooking up and what is dating? Because people may have like a different, everybody's um, definition is going to probably be different, right? Um, How, what, I guess, in terms of what are you looking for in a relationship, how does a person kind of figure that, figure that out? What do you, do you make suggestions in your book or do the individuals that you've interviewed Do they, do they define it and give recommendations for the reader on how they should go through that process when they're beginning to date of, you know, kind of determining what that looks like for them? In
1: actuality, that's actually what happens. So um, the book kind of starts off asking you the questions and I intentionally had the questions up front because I didn't want what the characters or the actual interviews had said to influence the reader itself. Mm -hmm. So I wanted you to kind of think of what does that mean to you? And then as you read each chapter, each person does their own definition of what is dating and hooking up. And then they do give recommendations but it's from experiences. So they're saying from my life experience, this is this and this, and I realized um, when I was, cause you had, it's funny, there are some characters in there and I love it because I felt like the men were the most powerful pieces in the book because the men would really talk about how like I started off being the person who was hooking up. And then I realized I was shortchanging myself or I had too many placeholders. And mm-hmm. I really, I didn't want to go the rest of my life with placeholders. I wanted something real. And so when you got to see that, they, and then they start talking about like what that realness was and why they came about to being uh, real and really talking about, I had to define for me what I wanted in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think the key piece for me and one of the reasons why I wrote it was really for people to really reflect. I talked a lot about how we go through life so much and do We're busy, you know, now we got all these different social media pieces, you got TikTok and all those other different stuff. And then you got all these dating apps, you swipe left and right and, you know, all this other stuff, Bumble and Tinder and and everything else. And I find that so many people are jumping into things, but you have yet to figure out what it is that you want. I know uh, quite a few uh, friends and, you know, coworkers that were jumping in relationships, and you, they had just got out of something else. They didn't give themselves a pause and reflect. Oh, he didn't work out, or she didn't work out, and you jumping in the next thing. And I said, but did you figure out why it didn't work out? Did you did you clear with your expectations? Did you communicate what your needs are? Did you realize what your priorities are? Did you are you able to compromise? Are you selfish? <laughs> you know, like you know, all these things. You know, mm-hmm. did you do what's your love language? Do you want somebody around all the time? Do you not what like what are the different things that you desire so you know what it is that you're looking for? Because right now you're kind of walking aimlessly. And so that's part of the reason a, a lot of where the questions and the recommendations pieces came from and the reflection really came from because it was like we just doing stuff. And I found that even with myself, like you know, six months after the divorce, I probably really should not have been dating. I probably should have been healing from the dang on divorce. Um but it also got me to reflect on what it is I wanted because those are questions that you that you ask when you're in the dating process. Was the first or the third date? You know, you go, the person's goes, so what you looking for? <laughs> what you yeah. interested in? And if you don't have an answer to that question, that's the perfect sign that A, you don't need to be out here because you haven't mm-hmm. thought about it, or B. Have you really thought about it in being detailed and very specific about what it is you want? Because you can say, oh, I want to, I'm looking for a friendship or that, And then somebody thinking, well, okay, we're looking for a friendship. Is it friendship, friends with
0: benefits? Are you looking for a situationship? You're just looking for a hangout, buddy. <laughs> you know, what is you looking for? <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that because in my uh, experience of dating, <clears throat> one of the questions I mean that's the question like you know what are you looking for and then um you know I have always um started out by saying I am looking to develop a friendship because I think that you have to lay the foundation for a relationship Mm -hmm. so I know for myself I need to be able to like you even when I don't like you or when you (laughs) make me angry. So I don't want, I'm not interested in being in a relationship with somebody, um, for any type of physical attraction, like that can't be, you know, what's number one on my list. I need to be able to communicate with you. We need to be able to have open lines of communication. I need to be able to enjoy you as a person and actually like you so that when we go through those trials and tribulations, because all relationships are going to go through their challenges, I need to be able to remember why I entered into a relationship with you in the first place, or what was it about you that made me want to be with you? And I don't know if many people do think about that either.
1: Yeah. And I know, and one of the things that I bring up is the seven things that you want to be thinking about in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you? You want to get the person, know the person on a spiritual level, mental, mm-hmm. emotional, physical, uh, financial, political Mm -hmm. and of course sexual love you want to get to know them on all those different levels because it's something that my grandfather always told my my uh my mother and it's kind of stuck with me she said he told my mother he said you always want to he said you want to see what the person is like in all four seasons because who they are in the summertime may not be who they in the winter and vice versa and so for me is and i realized too like in the dating world, I learned some things about myself. I learned that I want to be stimulated intellectually. That is, that's something, that is a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. If you stimulate my mind, you know, we're moving in the right direction mm-hmm. because I like to talk. I like to entertain. I like to go, you know, I like to go out and have fun. Um, but like you, we have to be able to have a real conversation. I don't want to be getting to know you and our conversations are five 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 minutes like and you know and I realized too um I've learned to be
0: a texter but I am not a texter I'll text so that's another I'm not budging on that one I will text you like a checking in or something really quick yes but I've noticed too that a lot of these men I should say this is not going to be a male bashing session today but (laughs) A lot of these men want to, especially if you meet them on the dating apps, want to hold an entire conversation via text. And that is not possible. And I will not do it. I will talk to you, but I'm not getting ready to text. I can't engage. Yeah. And like I said, and I I say this in the book too. I said, I
1: must be an old fashioned woman. I want to have a conversation with you because honestly, me having a conversation with you lets me to be able to see, hear the pitch in your voice, lets me be able to see, are you really listening to me? Are you really interested in me? Am I a placeholder? Is um, one character in the book, his name is Sam. Mm And I Say how I love Sam's chapter. Like if you if I had to pick a favorite chapter, Mm -hmm. Sam's will be it because he talks a lot about how he used to hook up and he realized that he was really wasting his time and he had a whole lot of placeholders. And he kind of defined that placeholder is you interested in a person, I like you, but I'm I like you and I like some other other people and I'm trying to figure out if I like you enough I want to be in a relationship which will get to know you further. So I may keep you on my roster, my deck. I might call you We may go out every once in a while but you're still a placeholder. He said he got tired of having placeholders and it was interesting for me because it was a... Most well, probably like, uh, yeah. Most recent relationship, probably about like six months ago, where I was talking to this person and then guy. We, you know, talk very well and so forth. And then I realized I was his placeholder, and I say that only because of the fact I was like, well, let's go do this and do this. And and he was like, oh, I'll let you know. Oh, this and that and the third. But then when I started talking blowing up my phone it's like you texting me then you calling me then you all on my you know social media pages liking and heart and everything and i'm like but you act like you don't want to you know I'm at, let's go to dinner let's go do something and you act like you too busy you ain't got time but when i ignore you then all of a sudden you've got all this time and then i think the um the final straw for me was with this individual, I was like, hey, we've been doing a lot of texting. I'm really in a, and I remember seeing this on our first date. We've been doing, I'm not really a texter. I'm really a conversation person. And then I think after us, you know, hanging out for a while, it was like a couple of weeks, They was like, oh, I'm not really a phone person. I'm more of a texting person. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a compliment. It's fine. And then, I asked for, what did I ask for? I said, oh, hey. I was like, I said, "I I said, is it possible that we can commit to like, let's talk once a week. I get it. You're not really a phone person. I'm not trying to talk to you every day because I'm not trying to, we're still building something. But can we like make, you know, make a date on the phone? (laughs) like, so we got a regular conversation. And the person told me they didn't want to commit. They wanted to go with the flow. And I said, you know what? Goodbye. Have a good day. You know, and I didn't like the way it felt to be somebody's placeholder. And I was just like, mm, no, I'm, I'm done.
0: <laughs> We're moving on. So let's, let's uh, kind of touch on the wasting time piece because when you're dating, and I don't know, um, <clears throat> some, some, there are some individuals who will date one at a time, right? One person mm-hmm. at a time versus dating multiple people um simultaneously do you think that um because I've I've kind of heard um men some men I won't say all may look at women differently if they date multiple men Mm. at the same time when men will date multiple women at the same time so it's almost like when a woman is doing the same thing that a man is doing Sometimes it's problematic, but do would you advise or do you talk about and um, do any of the characters that you interview with doing your research on this topic of dating versus hooking up? Do they talk about um, dating multiple people simultaneously or are they typically dating one at a time?
1: Actually, there are a couple characters in there, and actually it was the women. <laughs> crazy really? it, it was it wasn't the men it was the women the men talked about how they were doing that but they were like I got my roster and then I couldn't keep up with their names and then I realized this was too much for me that's so everybody how
0: everybody is babe in the text message hey right,
1: babe. babe because it was like <laughs> you know that type of thing and it was actually interesting there was one person uh in the book where uh it was the, the male one of the male characters and um I have to go back and remember which one it is but his father said something to him and he was like dude he was like I love you son but uh how many women you gonna parade through here <laughs> he was like he was like he, he pointed to his mom he said you see your mother over there I've been married to her for 37 years and he's like there's nothing wrong with you you know dating and seeing what it is you're like. he said but you don't need to be praying 50 women up ahead. like right. like yeah. that, that's not that's not the way we raised you and it was funny because when he said it I laughed um but one of the the ladies talked about how they needed to um depending on where they were in age bracket how Mm -hmm. they needed to do that and it was uh, it was one of the um I think it's uh Lana in the book who really talks about how they needed to do that um just to figure out what it is they wanted because they didn't know what they wanted and so they wanted to have Um, A roster, but after realizing that with the roster, they wanted to, they got tired of having so many different people. And honestly, even with me and David, I'm not saying that you can't go out and entertain multiple people. That's that. That's not what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if you're going to entertain multiple people, set up what the parameters of what that is going to be. Right. So that everybody is on the same page. Hey, I'm just dating. And I'm just dating means is that I'm not looking for an exclusive relationship right now. Mm-hmm. If someone picks my interest enough that I want to be monogamous, then that's what we'll be. Can we just hang out? What does hanging out look like? And then also define what hanging out look like. Because hanging out for me could be, okay. we go to the movies, go to the show, go out to dinner. Maybe I'll cook you dinner type of thing. You can hang out in that way. And then hanging out for you could be you know, other benefits and other things that you're looking for. So it's like, be upfront about what it is that you want. I remember having a conversation with one of my good friends And I was telling him how, I said, why is it that men don't understand that women will meet them halfway if they just upfront about what they want? I said, you may find that what it is that you're looking for or why you're in the pursuit of that, you may find that the woman that you're interested in is in the same place that you are. And it's okay with that as long as there is an agreement. I said, the problem comes to play when you are not upfront about what it is that you want. And then people make all these uh, interpretations, and I said, and of course we talked about how texting and and um, all these emojis and stuff, and it's great to have it in social media. I mean, like you know, it's fun when we can do all the memes and all stuff. But when you're really trying to get to know somebody and develop a relationship. I don't want you sending me 50 different memes and all this. that. Yeah, okay. We can, ha 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 joke. But like, if I'm trying to get to know you, I want a conversation. I want us to understand each other, but I also want you to be honest about what it is you want. So like, you know, if I tell you I'm a person who likes to talk on the phone, that is your cue to tell me, Hey, I'm really not a phone person. I'm a texter. You know, if I'm interested in somebody, Then I can, you know, maybe agree to doing one or two phone calls a week or, you know, whatever, what, you know, whatever it is that, you know, that you can agree with, but don't hit me, tell you, Hey, I'm only, I I like to do X. And then, you know, you don't like to do X and you wait, I don't know, four, five weeks later and say, Oh yeah, I really don't. (laughs) don't
0: And you know, I, I think that I, I, I am guilty of saying things like I don't want my time wasted or I wasted my time with this individual. But I've also tried to kind of redirect my thinking and (laughs) my statements and try to, when I go back and assess like the relationships that I had been in that I may have considered were a waste of time, what did I learn from that? So that I won't go going into the next potential relationship. I can either see the the the, as we say, red flags now, right, from what happened previously, or just not make the same um, choices again.. Yeah. Um, and I think communication, of course, is very important, which you touched upon. If everybody is upfront and honest about what their goals, their intentions are, what their desires are. So, if, for instance, if you've been married or had been married for a very long time, like I was married for 11 years before I got a divorce. And if I'm accustomed, you know, to certain things, um, but going into the whole dating experience, I may say to the person, look, I was in this marriage for 11 years. Then after my divorce, I was in a long-term committed relationship Mm -hmm. for five years, which to me was just like being married, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. And now I'm single. Like, I don't know what it is that I want, because I was married to this man who had certain characteristics, certain personality, Mm -hmm. and I was much younger. I was in my twenties when I got married. Then when I started dating this other man, it was after I had been married and now I'm in my mid thirties, you know what I mean? And spending such a significant time with him, you change throughout. And so you may not know exactly what it is that you want. So for me, what has I felt like it was okay to finally make a decision. Okay, I don't want to jump into another serious relationship Mm -hmm. right away. Let me just date. Um, But I have a limit. Mm -hmm. If I'm dating multiple people, that means I'm in my getting to know you stage. I'm talking to you. We may go out and have, you know, fun or whatever pre pandemic. <laughs> but right <laughs> my limit my limit is 3 i cannot and even that is too much because somebody's going to fall off anyway yeah so what's going to happen is somebody is going to emerge to the top and that's the person that i'm going to be like oh i like this person cuz maybe we have intellectually stimulating conversation or they're not a texter you know they have balance between being a texter and talking on the phone mm-hmm. So I think knowing yourself as you mentioned and what you want what you're looking for is very important and then being able to be comfortable in saying that to the person the prospect right the prospective yeah. candidate being able to say look this here's here's what I'm flexible on and then here are like the deal breakers that I'm just absolutely
1: yeah not. And, you know <laughs> and I get it it's, it's funny I have been um one of my really good friends is um he's a male and uh, it's funny we have this conversation all the time and he and I told him I remember after the 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 last two failed uh, fail uh getting to know your relationships because <laughs> I was just like, I'm done, I'm gonna sit over here in the corner. <laughs> I can't take this no more. And one of the things that he told me is because I was like, I'm tired of being told I'm too direct, I'm too forth. I'm tired of being told that. Um, why don't I play the game? Why don't I be flexible with folks? And 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 then the one thing he told me, he said, he said, I'm a man and I'm gonna just tell you this. He said, a lot of men don't like to be held accountable. And he was like, and there's nothing wrong with you holding someone accountable for what their actions are. If you say one thing and you do another hold them accountable he said do not and I talk about the don't settle in the book a lot he said don't settle he said do not settle for um he talked about do not settle he said because if you start in the dating process settling if it turns into something more you're going to be expected to settle yeah rest and so he said, I, you know, he's been, has really been encouraging me. He said, I want you to understand that." He said, I know this is hard. I know it's difficult. He said, you used to be a mayor, used to having a partner. And he said, and that's how you currently, that's how you date. Cause as you look for somebody, it was funny. One of the persons I used to date, um, we're kind of, we're still friends to this day. We end up being friends. And, and it was funny because he was like, well, you just was married so long. So you just, you, you just don't know how to be any other way. I said, yes and no. I said, I said yes I was married for so long yes I, am I looking for a partner am I looking for a friendship that turn into a partnership that will turn into my forever yes that is my end goal so when I'm dating I am looking for that I'm not dating just to have fun I mm-hmm. mean like I want to have fun in the dating process but I'm not You're dating, dating for just for a purpose right I have a purpose for dating and um but I was like, but I really want to continue to be me and be open and honest about what I want. Cause like I said, I don't. One of the things that I learned through this pandemic and even finishing up this book was life is short. <laughs> life is really short, and I want to. I don't want to spend the the other half of my life spending so many years dealing with uh, the people who are indecisive and can't make up their minds, or as I Tell God I don't want no more counterfeits, no more counterfeits. Can you see the real thing? Um, but yeah, I was like, and I was like, and what's wrong with wanting? I was like, what is wrong with me wanting a partner and a friendship and someone who I can rely on to be my cheerleader and and have my back and me turn be that for that person? And I was like, what is wrong with that? And, like, and what is wrong with me saying that? And I was like, I am, you know, and it's funny when he went on and told me, keep people accountable and not. Um, and not to settle. He said, it's gonna be hard and it's difficult. He said, but stay true to who you are. He said, because the minute you start deviating from who you are and what it is that you want, he said, you find yourself in, you know, friends with benefits, situationships, um, and also in a world of hurt because you assume that you were going down this path and that was never the path the other person wanted to go now. And because you didn't have the conversation or you wasn't vulnerable. One of the things I think I've learned um, most recently is that vulnerability piece. Um, I was always scared to really talk about how I feel and what I thought. I always got along because I used to be a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and I got out of that piece and I always care about what other people think. But my needs and my wants and my desires was always on a back burner. And I always found that the people around me were happy and I was miserable. I was depressed, um, really just wasn't liking myself and insecure in a lot of different ways. And learning to be vulnerable, even if it hurts, <laughs> you know, I have finally realized that being vulnerable is not a negative thing. Um, it is actually a good thing. It's okay to talk to, to tell people how you feel and what you think and what you believe. Even if they may not be reciprocated, even if you may get hurt feelings, even if they decide that they want to choose something, someone else or something else um, outside of you. But I've learned that I get to walk away with, I may walk away with disappointment and a little bit of hurt that I have to heal from, but I walk away with no regrets. (laughs) I walk away with a peace of mind and I walk away with my values. And my true desires still intact. <laughs> and my integrity still intact. And I realized that that is most important. And that's what writing this book <laughs> has mm. honestly done for me. Um and helped me because as I think about future relationships and you know, the hope of it is that that's why I say, Oh God, no more caliphs. I don't want any more. <laughs> I don't know if it's at this point because I could say that because I've been with the people who were indecisive and couldn't make up their mind, or who didn't have really good communication skills, or um, even the individuals who um, didn't know how to be emotionally available. You know, I realized that I am—I'm um, a connector. <laughs> you know, I like to connect. So, you know, first I want you to inter- connect with me on an, intel- an intellectual level, but at some point, you know. I want to be able to get to that intimacy level. And I think a lot of people get confused and I love it. I can't remember. It might be Sam. It might be him that said it too in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, It's either Sam or Emmanuel who talks about um, the the emotional level of intimacy. A lot of times people think intimacy has all to do with the physical pieces of it. And intimacy really is see into me. What parts of you do I get to see that you don't share with the rest of the world? What mm-hmm. are you hiding? Are you keeping that no one knows about you? What's that behind the mask that you put on? Mm-hmm. Because that's what helps to build the friendships. And like you said, when I'm angry with you, I get to say, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of being like, here, jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those going, okay, well, let me, let me take this time to think and realize, okay, did he, what was his intentions? <laughs> Where's his heart coming from? What is his mind and his thought process? Okay, did I meet his love language? Uh-huh. <laughs> did he meet mine? And then was, you know, were we both being petty? Were we listening to each other when we were having the disagreement or conversation? And um, was I trying to be in control? Cause I also learned that stuff. Certain other thing about me too, that I also tried to, be in control all the time with situations because I wanted to feel stable and safe, but I also didn't want to get hurt. So I tried to put all these barriers and walls up so that I wouldn't get hurt. So I was, but then it didn't allow me to live in the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoy the moment. I was always like, okay, check box off next. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, Marquise, what are you doing? Live in the moment. Okay, mm-hmm. so you went on a really nice date. What did you like about that person mm-hmm. what makes you want to have another one uh, <laughs> you know that type of thing and then like i said and then that's what helps you to be able to say pick the red flags realize oh okay i like this part mm, i don't know about that <laughs> you know yeah. uh, and really kind of take you know help to talk yourself down off the wall i know a lot of times a lot of us overthink
0: yeah so
1: <laughs> <laughs> we overthink all the time so you know so it's, it's one of that's that's why like I said the journaling piece I actually I have um have a journal that I journal in pretty much almost every night and it helps me just to dump the day and feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. but it also helps me to keep reiterating, reflecting on what is it I want what is it, am I looking for so when something didn't go right in not just in you know, dating relationships, but even, you know, personal relationships that I have with friends and family. Okay, was I honest? <laughs> Did I really tell them how I feel? Did I stuff my feelings down? Cause that's something I learned about myself that I was a um, emotional stuffer yeah. and it would either come out two, one of two ways. I would either stuff all my feelings down and then it got to the point where you would say that one thing and it was probably the, you know not how you do in the day, but oh, you look nice today. Mm-hmm. Well, I look nice every day, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And, but it was never about that. I look nice. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or I realized that I was stuffing my feelings and hiding them, even subconsciously from myself about how I really felt like, you know, you, or being honest and say, okay, well, do you still have feelings for this person? You know, a lot of times I think, and I talk about the trauma, dealing with your trauma uh, um, in here too. We talk about that piece of how, like, the reason why I think a lot of people are hooking up today. Mm-hmm. is Some people want to do it because, you know, they enjoy it. But some people are also doing it too because of the fact that they got hurt. I, I remember there was a conversation I was having with a group of friends and it was a group of girlfriends and they asked me the question. They was like, so are you a dater? Are you a hooker? <laughs> and I was like, I'm a dater. And it was like, but you don't wanna have fun. You don't wanna, you know, you just don't wanna be out here. And they explained why they decided to make that choice because they was in a serious relationship, they got hurt and they didn't wanna get hurt anymore. So they just said, well, fine. If they are gonna be out here, I'm gonna be out here too. At least i get to have fun while I'm out here. And, um emotionally i'm not built to be the side chick or hooking up and so forth because i am a connector (laughs) because i am a connector i know that i can connect emotionally with someone without the physical pieces so the physical pieces for me just enhances what i already started to feel for the person or the connection I was making with the person. Because again, like I said, it's the intellectual piece, it's the intimacy pieces of the conversations that helped me to start to develop the feelings and want to be around the person more and want to kind of pursue the situation more. I'm like, you add in the physical piece for it, I might be over here having a nervous breakdown where someone else can do it and get up and be just fine. But that's also the piece of knowing yourself and, dealing with your past and your traumas because if you out here just having a good time but you're not communicating that you just want to have a good time you hurting yourself and you hurting the other person and you're doing damage so i you know my tagline in here is like if you if you ain't done with your trauma get
0: take a pause right yeah you definitely have to deal with your trauma And the piece about, and dealing with, I I believe that the piece about dealing with your trauma also transcends into being vulnerable as well. So uh, for instance, I recognize what my, I know what my trauma is Mm -hmm. in relationships in the, my last two, three, yeah, my last three relationships. So talking about from marriage, to, you know, the other um, relationship and then entering into a relationship after being divorced and then after losing someone unexpectedly, my trauma, I have two, you know, it's someone being, someone's inability to be faithful in Mm -hmm. a relationship and the other is dealing with death. So for me, my greatest fear, so the the um, the adultery like that, I can not that I can deal with it. I'm just not going to tolerate it. So yeah. there is no oh, I'll forgive you. Let's see how we can work this out. No, I'm done. There's for me that's something I just don't tolerate. I can't tolerate it. Um, and if you gave me a choice, if, if you were dating me or pursuing me and you said um, I because I did have a situation where I was dating someone and I later learned that they had established a whole relationship with someone who lived someplace else in another state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So driving distance. And. I wasn't, they did everything to make sure that I didn't find out about it. But someone told me, they were like, did you know about such and such and such? And there was no, oh, well, I'm here and I'm the primary person and that person just lives out of town and that's who they're hooking up with. No, I'm done.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that's a deal breaker for me. And then the other piece in terms of, I do, you know, I can, I can tell people one of my biggest fears is dating someone being in a relationship with someone because I'm often asked by men if I want to get married again. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's because I come across like I'm the marrying type. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not the type of person who just wants to date any and everybody, but my fear is being in a relationship with somebody and getting to the point where you could get married, right? Or maybe you're on that road to getting to that point and they die. And now I can say that now and I can tell a person that. So for me, sometimes it may be difficult for me to allow a person to get too close or to get to know me that well because I don't know if I can really deal with making another type of connection like I had previously and then something happens
1: yeah I get that I so. mean and I realize even for me my traumas um the number one thing is um you know it's it's a merry thing you gonna understand what I'm about to say it's the covering piece mm-hmm. I yeah. need to know that you are my covering mm-hmm. that when you angry you steal my covering. (laughs) When we disagreeing, you steal my covering. When you loving me the best of your ability, you steal my covering. It's the, we can't start off being in a partnership, in a relationship, and we're doing all these different things, and we're partners, and then somewhere down the line, you decide you want to pick and choose when you want to cover me. The covering piece is Key for me. And then the other thing is being emotionally available. Um, the worst thing for me, trauma, is to be, it was um, a relationship that I was in. And me and the person, like I said, we started off, of course, as friends, did not anticipate at all that this was going to turn into something. We started to emotionally connect. And every time we emotionally had an emotional moment, they would ghost. Mm. And um, and they was like, no, but the person, it was like we would have, like I said, we would have an emotional moment, they would be open mm-hmm. and it was like they realized they told too much mm-hmm. or they wasn't intense, anticip- weren't anticipating on saying that. And and I and I've been told that sometimes talking to me is like I want to say a counseling session, but it's so freeing that you can say things that you weren't trying to say and people share things that they wasn't necessarily so trying to just share. So like I said, my trauma is like, you have to be emotionally available. You have to be able to be open and vulnerable about your feelings. And even if it's something that you think that may upset me, because I found a lot of times that me, like, well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Well, mm-hmm. you not being honest. is <laughs> more. My, my, yeah. my feelings. Yeah. It hurts my feelings more when you are indecisive and don't know what you want than it is when you when you up front and say hey it is nothing wrong with you saying hey I really enjoy your company but I really only see us us being friends people will respect you more by saying those words than you want to play with their emotions and keep being around
0: them right right? You're absolutely right. So I want to ask you with your book, what do you hope that people will get from reading these uh, stories and these experiences and then having the, the opportunity to answer the questions for themselves?
1: Well, the one thing that I hope that people get out of it, the number one thing is knowing what it is that you want Mm -hmm. the second thing is for you to choose you and choose what it is that you want um there are I believe it's Aria and Janae in the book who talks about whatever relationship that you choose Mm -hmm. whichever one that is let it be the one that brings you joy and brings you happiness so if you want to hook up and you want friends with benefits you want situationships that's fine <laughs> and then no, nobody's deeming you for doing that if you want to mm-hmm. be in relationships uh, committed relationships or you want to date to get to the committed relationships that is okay too but know who you are and what it is that you want coming out of that and then also not feeling ashamed about either one that you pick Right. And then the other piece is that I hope that people really take the time to, to ponder and reflect so that whatever decisions that you make moving forward are sound um, decisions that are foundational decisions mm-hmm. so that you are not going off of your trauma. And one of the things I talk about in the book and I realized too is that whether you're hooking up or whether you're dating, we, they're both looking for the same thing companionship. So it's either companionship for the moment or companionship for a lifetime, whatever. right? A lifetime, whichever one of those companionship. But you, you both, you looking for companionship, and we
0: all need, as human beings, we were built and built. That's for- a good way of looking at it, because I'm just going to tell you, the hooking up piece just sounds so. And not, I'm know. being judgmental, but but when you think about it, there are people who who will hook up. They are looking for something. It may be like an instant gratification or something that they're chasing and they can't find what they're looking for in one person because I don't know why, but, you know, but they are looking for some type of instant gratification. And like you said, companionship is just, is it temporary or is it for the long haul?
1: Right. And it's it's that key factor. And I and I, I actually want to quote one of the most controversial men in the book. Okay. Daryl. Daryl, oh. specifically talked about how he was a hookupper. Uh, yes, yeah, he, hook-up. he his exact words was the game is still the same, and so I tell you differently. And a lot of people was like, ooh, this is like what he was saying was harsh. And they was like, Daryl got issues. And I said, Yes, he do. I said, but the other thing is, at least he being upfront and honest. So the women who decides to enter in a relationship with Daryl, you know what you're getting. Now, if you choose that, that's on you. And you got to be able to start to Key thing about reflecting. Asking yourself is, if you choose a Daryl situation, knowing good and well, that ain't what you want. Why are you choosing less when you know you deserve so much more? So that's the piece that I want you to think about. And then the other piece of it is, is the oxymoron with Daryl was Daryl did come to the realization that there was a woman that he was really in love with and he just wasn't ready to commit and instead of being honest with her and say hey I really love you but I'm just really ain't ready to do this thing he played that game with her and he played the game and then he lost Because he talks about how sometimes you can play this game too long or how sometimes you can be in these situations too long. And the woman that has potential, who you know is going to be your, who you want to be your forever, gets tired of waiting and moves Mm -hmm. on.
0: Well, let let me ask you this because... with your book first of all where can people we didn't tell folks where can Let it, it get it i know okay so the book
1: is available on amazon okay. um it is available on amazon um dating versus hooking up it pops up uh, this is what the book looks like
0: everybody I like the cover
1: <laughs> yeah so this is what it looks like um so you definitely can purchase it it comes with the amazon within like one or two business days if you got prime you can probably get it the next day um, it is a short read for it to be a journal there's only about 70 pages in there and then it gives you some extra pages for you to reflect so mm-hmm. like we talked about uh, i am big on reflections it's just how i'm built just also how i communicate and so it gives you the opportunity to really answer those eight questions everybody else answered really read everybody's story and then answer some questions that i kind of pulled out that were um key points from the person's um, story and then at the end you get to reflect over the overall experience and then what did you learn about yourself so like I said you walk away with some key points not only well what are the things that you learn from other people but like reading this story what did I learn about me and I and I want people to walk away with and understand that it allows you to see you <laughs> in ways that you probably never even took the time to see you
0: that in itself is all the more reason to get the book. So before yeah. you all go out and try and start a, a new relationship, you need to do the work
1: and yeah. read these
0: stories and, and and figure out exactly what it is that you want and who you are before you try to go into another relationship. Now, do you have any other projects that you're going to be working on? Are you writing another book? I am. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, I am writing another book. Um, it's around relationship pieces. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give out the title yet. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but be ready and look for. Uh, look forward to. This is the the beginning of many. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the beginning of many many um many books coming from me.
0: Okay. Well, so is it safe to say that your books are going to focus on? relationships or do you think you'll venture out to other topics in areas? I mean,
1: relationships is part of one of the things that's my passion so it will have some type of relationship based piece um but i realized the next one is not just going to be for romantic relationships it'll be for all relationships because some of these different things that i'm going to talk about you need to have in any relationships even in um you know, parents' relationships, sister relationship, friendships, all those different things, mm-hmm. it will be beneficial. And then, of course, you know, later down the line, um, I do have um, a couple
0: short stories. Okay. Well, that is absolutely awesome. I'm so glad we had an opportunity to talk. We, we're we probably going to have to um, talk about this topic again yes, we um, because... There are so many of us who are in our 40s or 50s who are now trying to date again. And I think it's, it's all, all of us are saying the same thing that dating now is so totally different from what we experienced when we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we I either got to get with the program or figure out how to make some changes with this whole dating Uh, process but dating versus hooking up why it why is it important to date a personal journey and journal so you could get the book on amazon Mm -hmm. and where can people find you on social media are you on twitter or
1: i'm actually i'm on facebook i'm on twitter um yeah, I'm on Instagram. So um, it's my name. So it's, it's going to be Marquise H um, for all, uh, all of those, you know, for Facebook, full name Marquise Holyfield. Mm-hmm. But if you are looking for me specifically uh, on Twitter, it's Marquise Ace. Um, Instagram, Marquise H. Um, so yeah, love the conversation soon. We will have a website for this up very soon so that people can kind of, we'll have blogs and other conversations going back and forth. So
0: oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna be on the lookout uh, for your next upcoming work, and whenever you're, we get out of the woods and it's warmer weather, yes. so we can <laughs> actually get out and have these uh, very important conversations about dating. I'm not gonna touch the hooking up part, but dating, dating for yes, a the dating, cool. <laughs> and who knows?
1: We you know <laughs> we both may <might>
0: have new. <laughs> hopefully healthier experiences to discuss. Well, some of us may be having some experiences that we are just, you know, being low key about. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So you never know. But I, but again, this is, I I really, um, I enjoyed reading and kind of, you know, looking at the questions and doing that whole self Analyzation and figuring out, okay, I can see, you know, so interesting stories. I was gonna see, I was gonna read what um uh, manual said, but oh oh, what did uh-huh. you think about manual? Well, no, you know, I, I liked how he he talked about, I guess maybe because I can identify with what he was saying, mm-hmm. how he talked about he views um dating as two people getting to know each other and trying to figure out, you know, where their relationship may lead. And he talked about um, there's, for him, there's this implication that there could potentially be a commitment to marriage. So basically he's he views dating as dating for a purpose. Like he's not just dating just to say, oh, I went out with this person. Whereas it seems like, um from his perspective he views hooking up as someone who's not really serious about what they're doing they're just kind of in the moment Mm -hmm. so and and that's kind of you know how I look at it as well but
1: I mean look I look at it the same way as you Emmanuel because yeah I just
0: (laughs) but I said to each his own but just know what it is that you're doing and be up front with the people that you are dealing with because that's where the challenge comes in when you misrepresent what your intentions are and the person that you're dealing with has a totally different perspective of what they think is going on so the communication definitely needs to be clear
1: yeah that's true and then i also say too don't be afraid to take a risk i think yeah Um, I think that's the number one thing. I think for us, and I can say this in generalization, you can let me know if I'm wrong, but I think us in our, you know, our 40s and our 50s back out here after either being married or divorced or just, you know, losing someone and getting into relationships is what we really actually are looking for, like I said, is that companionship. We want that relationship. We want that honesty. We want that upfrontness, but you know, we kind of do want the, we, we want the forever. We, we kind of want the, yeah. the partnership and so forth. We don't want the, the games. Don't be afraid to take the risk to be open and vulnerable because you may miss a good thing. You may miss the most valuable thing in your life that could bring you more joy and, and, Honesty and pleasure and friendship, and more richness in your life than you ever knew because you're afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to be honest.
0: Or because you've got these check boxes, and a person may not meet your criteria on one of those check boxes, and then you don't give them a chance. That's another piece, too. But I think in this age bracket, too, the consistency and the stability is definitely, I think it's important. So.
1: And say we're now, you're not going to find the perfect anybody. Somebody Mm going to come with some type of flaw. So if you think they're going to hit all, if you got 10 boxes and they hit seven, you might want to go for it.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to wish you the best of luck on your uh, dating journey um, since you've written about it. So you're the expert now in this area. Um, You're going to get us all together so that everybody can have a happy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed our conversation and looking forward to um seeing what you have coming up next. Looking forward to being able to participate in um one of your uh talks about dating versus hooking up too. So I want to make sure that I'm around so I can hear this uh lively conversation. So please <laughs> make sure you keep us up to date and you can um, even come back in and share, you know, when you're going to have an event so that people can come out and support. And once again, your book is available on Amazon. So you guys make sure to go out and order it. Um, but thank you again for um, joining me on this episode of Light It Up. I really enjoyed our conversation
1: me too thanks for having me i had fun love to come back
0: <laughs> awesome so everyone thank you so much for tuning in make sure you go out and uh order marquise's book on amazon dating versus hooking up we want you to date we don't want you to hook up i'm putting in my two cents my commentary there but pick up the book and be on the lookout and follow marquise holyfield on social media and uh, Also, make sure you join uh, me next week and see who my next guest will be. In the meantime, make sure you continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohamed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.